1: Madam Vice
2: President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast.
0: A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm
1: Elise Morales.
0: And I'm Millie Tamares. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the base topics and U.S. news and politics. We just finished up a super fun interview with Dr. Heather Iribunda. She's an OBGYN who's also just a really fun social media creator and she's been very vocal about misinformation and disinformation. And she's just a treat. It was so fun. She's
3: amazing. It was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible (laughs) to me though.
3: yeah, she like just finished a shift too. Like that's incredible. She had
0: just finished a twenty-four hour <laughs> shift and like it was definitely more of like a conversation than sort of just interviewing her, so it was really fun. Definitely stick around for that. But we did want to touch base for a for a little gab sesh because we must. It's that time. We love oh, little gabs. Like we love little app, gabs, or...
3: but we don't like the app. No, no. we we don't like the app, but we love gabs. To
0: be clear. To be clear. <laughs> We have to start with this absolutely insane story involving Rudy Giuliani. Last week during a taping of the seventh season, seventh season, first of all, the show has seven seasons, this garbage, what?
3: (laughs) People love it. People love it. Really? I
0: People
1: love it. I've never engaged with Masked Singer, but I will say as far as like, fluff tv okay if you want to watch celebrities pretend to sing while dressed up as a thing i don't really care as long as they're celebrities and not what we're about to get into enemies
3: of the state yeah
1: Yeah, as long as they're not like actually evil
3: and (laughs) you know know, i don't know how i feel about the kermit the frog one
1: i don't think that that should count but Far be it for me. I'm not a pro. I'll leave that to
0: the fandom to decide if that's valid.
3: Was it delightful? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So on The Masked Singer, first, I think it was the like premiere, taping of the premiere, so it's not live. Rudy Giuliani was unmasked to be one of the contestants. And reports say that two of the judges, Ken Jeong and Robin Thicke, quickly left the stage in protest. They later came back, but they immediately Walked off. Well, apparently Nicole Scherzinger and Jenny McCarthy stayed and bantered with Giuliani. I guess they didn't, well, they didn't McCarthy, have a problem of with course. it. Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy, of course. Jenny McCarthy, of
3: course, And Nicole needs a check. <laughs> Marana residuals are running out.
1: Jenny McCarthy and is the anti-vax. She's the, the, yeah. the nexus of uh, from whence it all comes. <laughs> like terrible. She I think you're right. To, she is. Yes. She, she is. Like, she like made being anti-vax famous and she is like literally the reason we're in this problem.
3: <laughs> because her son has autism and she said he got it from she, a vaccine. Yeah, she
1: became, I mean like that idea existed, but she
0: Publicly majorly. Well, she popularized it brought, and she made it, it. I mean, yeah, this is big conversation, but she made it like <laughs> moms looking for, parents looking for a reason for why, yeah, for why they people. got a diagnosis like that are desperate for an explanation of, like, she really manipulated that. And then that infrastructure, that anti-vax-like infrastructure existed and its connection to mommy groups. And then uh, and then here we were. But so mm-hmm. that was actually, as I was reading, I was like, oh, wow, Rudy Giuliani was on The Masked Singer. And I was like, what? why the fuck is J- Jenny McCarthy on The Masked Singer? She, this show really doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. No, no, no. They should call it the anti-master singers.
3: The anti thats two today, Amanda. That's, I know you're really a it. Wow! I should start um, doing the news reporting because you're really killing it with the yeah. jokes.
0: Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. You'll hear my other one later. It's a—it's mm-hmm. a, a banger. I'm sure I'll just send a tweet later if somebody else has said it. Okay. Um. Uh, but yeah, the the ma- So this episode doesn't air until next month. So that's actually all we really know. Every news story I've read about this is very short. The singer has faced criticism before. Uh, they also had controversial Republican politician <coughs> Sarah Palin, who was unveiled as, as the bear. So maybe that's why this show is so popular. It's like, I wonder if conservatives just fucking love it.
3: The things that conserve, like the pieces of culture, it's tough because the pieces of culture that conservatives can consume is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you still have like studio hungry people Or like money-hungry studio people that are like, we need to appeal to everyone, we need to be politics-free. That's still how a lot of entertainment companies are run. They're like, we, you know, we're liberal or we don't believe in these egregious things, but we have to make it appealing for everyone. Sports still operates this way too. And they're still trying to find this. But the thing is that first of all, being apolitical is a privilege. Second of all, um... The, the Republican Party has changed so much that it's not just like somebody who believes in small government and taxes. It's somebody who believe who doesn't believe in democracy. And four to- four seasons total landscaping is all I, I got. Mean, like, come on. Yeah,
0: but, yeah. yeah.
1: I um, all I was gonna say off of that is just like it's um, it's interesting to me when these shows. Try to be apolitical, but then have on politicians. It's kind of the same thing that Jimmy Fallon faced for like having Trump on Mm -hmm. back in the day, um, and like all the fallout from that. And it's like, if you want to be an apolitical show, like, number one, that's a privilege, but okay, you know what? The show where celebrities dress up as like a bear and sing can be apolitical, I guess. Yeah, sure, but don't have. Rudy fucking Giuliani on who is actually currently being investigated for a coup on our government. Like, yeah. he's involved in the January 6th attack. Like we can't don't have someone like that on if you want to be a show that's apolitical, you know, just have old singers. and right. Like people from reality TV and whatever, like just yeah. don't have politicians on at all.
3: Well, I think you linked a tweet earlier in our group chat that should be a newsletter um, Mm -hmm. that was just like, well, you know, and having worked on not mass Singer, but like on another kind of celebrity kind of show, it's tough to get people to say yes to shit, like, Mm -hmm. and say yes Mm -hmm. to the commitment. And then you're, you're, you're kind of stuck with the low hanging fruit of whatever. But it's just like, if you have to get Rudy Giuliani Take a
0: break for a year.
1: Yeah, or right. Revise like... your <laughs> the the concept. Done. Then the show right. is over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe we don't need season eight of The Masked Singer. If if you're really at the bo- at the bottom of the barrel, you're not even at the bottom. Rudy's not at the bottom of the barrel. He's underneath the barrel. It's too much.
1: <laughs> they just start putting on random average people. They're like, and this week the
0: bear is Carol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That that actually
3: would be fun.
0: (laughs) They're going to get like Rachel Dolezal. They're going to get all of them. Uh, Another headline today is highlighting the cascade effect of men behaving badly. CNN President Jeff Zucker has resigned after failing to disclose a romantic relationship with another executive who he was in charge of. The relationship was uncovered in the network's investigation of Chris Cuomo's handling of sexual assault allegations against his brother and how the network was used to launder the then governor's reputation. This type of consensual relationship, it isn't illegal at work. People people date at work, people fall in love at work. But you do have to tell you do have to tell the higher ups usually if 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 there's a power imbalance in your roles, you have to go to HR and fix that in some way. And they didn't do that. Zucker and Allison, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Golist, She's the CNN CMO. They didn't do that. I believe at one point she also was like on Chris Cuomo's like communications team, which is problematic for what was going on there. And again this relationship and the failure to disclose it was uncovered by the law firm hired to look into chris Chris cuomo's actions and that all happened because andrew cuomo was sexually assaulting people so really this has just taken out quite a few men behaving badly i mean there's quite a range of course between andrew cuomo and this you know consensual relationship that wasn't reported but for whatever it's worth Jeff Zucker is also the NBC executive who gave the green light to a little 2004 reality show called The Apprentice.
3: Oh, well, karma.
0: (laughs) I don't know. For whatever it's worth. For whatever it's worth. I'm sure Jeff's a nice guy, but...
1: Yeah, I'm like, you put some negativity out into this world, though, and now you got in trouble. I mean, having a consensual relationship with your subordinate where that subordinate isn't... It's not like she came forward to be like, I have a like with issues with the relationship herself so i wouldn't i don't think that he's canceled 100 no, no. but he's canceled from his job because it's the rule at your job that you have to say that you're mm-hmm. having an affair so just well, say you're having your affair
3: but also it's just like they they start to monitor i mean you know like when the whole reason you have to give heads up is because if you break up or something like that and you start affecting the work like the company needs to be, like, in a position to protect you and to all that, you know, whatever, that kind of stuff. Well, it has so, to protect
0: itself so that you don't itself. sue the company if, like, if you do break up and then... Because I feel like the reason... Like, the, the problem with relationships in the workplace, I feel like, is less the relationships and more the potential of them ending. Like yeah. Said, like, okay, what happens if this was never reported and then, you know, he retaliated against her or that was their perception. Like, the company needs to know because, I mean, HR... HR is there to protect the company. the company. It's not really there to protect you. Sometimes they can achieve both. Sometimes it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. But the company wants you to report it so that they know, so that they can make sure that that somebody involved doesn't sue the company, so that they can get ahead of it if something happens. And uh, I think what's interesting about this is that, like I said, this is a consensual relationship. It's not, you know, a, 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 like abominable behavior. I think it's a little bit surprising to see men actually held to the rules. Mm. Like, you know, I just I see you can see in so many times where it didn't go down this way and you find out in a report years later, like, oh, they had a relationship and nobody they didn't follow the protocol and this person wasn't fired. So it's just sort of like surprising to see this person that's been in this role for so long actually held to to the standard.
1: Yeah. Also, not for nothing. I um in the article I was reading, it looks like she is staying at the company. So it's kind (laughs) of nice that like the man stepped down and like the woman didn't. Also, because he's yeah. the higher I think they're up, still, like it was on know, him to dis- mm. up, I think. I know it kind of seems like he was like, I fucked up. I'm probably insanely rich. Uh, mm-hmm. I can just step down from my job. But I don't know. I feel like I'm so used to the woman at least also going down,
0: too. Yeah. I mean, I have heard some mumbles that like this is also sort of this is a good opportunity for him to go. Yeah. CNN mm-hmm. has had some ratings troubles and he has had he's been criticized on in uh for particular things but oh
1: my god if i'm not rich and one thing goes wrong i'm like you know what i just
0: quit yeah yeah. Um,
1: just cut your losses well i was
3: saying like i when i worked at a studio we had like a harassment thing and it was like i mean this just doesn't seem like the case but it was like this one person who was an intern or something and her higher up was just like she felt like she couldn't say no you know and then when 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 it ended uh he started, like, not letting her scripts go on air and, like, you know, constantly trashing her work and stuff like that and was able to build this case against and sue the company. And it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Uh, and the company was like, yeah, if they would have told me, then we would have monitored every negative note that he got and called it out before, you know? So it's just like, I mean, happy for this rich guy who doesn't have to work anymore, go off, but also... yeah.
0: You gotta it all feels very it all feels very morning show. Oh jeez. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I saw a tweet that was like the morning show writers must be going
0: fucking salivating over (laughs) this story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, precisely. Uh, so stick around before our interview with Dr. Heather Urubundo. We talk about a little bit more about Joe Rogan, but that's not all. We also talk about uh, just the issues of being a black woman going to the doctor and the biases that you face, that she faces even being a doctor and what it's like for her to uh, be a person on social media who experiences uh, a lot of the challenges that our own Millie Tamarez has. <laughs> but thank God some, some justice has been restored to the world because My she is Instagram's back on Instagram. Back. Millie's back on the gram. I'm back on the gram, baby. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you to everybody who helped with this. If you did, but but we did really appreciate the the comments and the the external validation and campaign to make this happen.
3: Yes. I was like, why are there a hundred people liking a picture that I took four months ago? (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's the picture Betches
0: used. Thank you. I shared that. I feel the love.
3: Yeah, Uh, it's a good picture.
0: Today, we're joined by Dr. Heather Irobunda, an OB-GYN based in Queens, New York. She's also a social media creator highlighting issues of inclusion in medicine and uh, even a TikTok you posted this week, demystifying the speculum.
4: Yes, so yes, really yes. So really range there. <laughs> lots of range. <laughs> lots of range.
0: Lots of range. We're so I'm such a big fan of you, so I'm so thrilled that you were able to join us today.
4: Awesome. Well, I'm glad to be here.
0: We um. I know that this is a very exciting time for you. And you posted this, that Rihanna is pregnant. Yes,
4: it is. And I am super excited (laughs) slash fangirling slash want to be her OBGYN sensei. So basically, (laughs) this is like my Super Bowl. So I'm very excited for Riri. Congratulations. (laughs) If you're listening to me, I'm very excited for your pregnancy. And I (laughs) hope it it all goes well.
1: Beautiful. And beautiful pregnancy release photos, I thought.
4: Yes. Like the pregnancy I was like, announcement picks, right? Exactly. Great. I was like, I'm feeling this like airing your belly out in the middle of New York City winter. Mm-hmm. It was and the pink yeah. and the jewels. It was everything mm-hmm. that a Rihanna pregnancy announcement should be. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I was concerned about the bottom of her pants. Yeah. The like the bottom of her pants I was a little concerned, but She's going to get new pants and it's not a one time
0: situation. Those are one time pants.
1: Yeah,
3: those are one time pants. I was going to say, who hasn't been under the one train exposing their belly in the winter? You know, (laughs) there's some really good restaurants. There's dinosaur barbecue over there. There's that great ramen spot right there on 125th and 12th Ave. So I'm just saying, I've been there where I've been airing out the belly. So
4: I
0: get it. exactly.
4: <laughs> Sometimes she need to breathe. She need to breathe. Yeah,
0: could have been. Could have been a, a photoshoot for anything. So mm-hmm. I reached out a couple weeks ago because I knew we wanted to maybe talk about everything going on with with Joe Rogan and just dif- disinformation and misinformation, and that of course is still incredibly timely. You're really using social media in a powerful way to educate people on how to be inclusive and how they talk about race and gender and medicine and healthcare. And one thing that you you also pull back the curtain on just what that is what doing that is like. Some people are not at all happy to see you do that. So what challenges and reactions do you come up against?
4: Oh there's tons. Well I mean everyone gets the trolls, right? Which people just don't like anything, right? So you're always gonna have somebody who's like you're dumb, you're dumb. And like, I don't like what you're saying. But like, there's like a night, there's like a weird tinge to it. Like when you are talking about race and gender and even weight, because I do talk a lot about fat phobia as well. And so it can get really racially triggered really quickly. And even if I'm not posting something specifically about race, I have noticed that, Sometimes people will use my race as their point of trolling. So I've definitely been called all kinds of racially driven tropes and like names and all of those things. I have definitely been talked to like, oh, girl, little girl, don't talk. Don't get yourself so stressed out. Mm. Like, how, you know, like very mm. sexist in a way. Yeah. And then people have just gone after my weight. So they've been like, who are mm. you as someone in a larger body to tell us about health and being healthy or what's going on with the healthcare system? Because people assign your weight to be some sort of measure of your overall health, which the research shows is that that's not true.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about like who is actually allowed to be comfortable on the internet. And like literally Millie, Millie was banned from Instagram for like two weeks and just got it back yesterday. And we don't what? know why <laughs> to this day. We don't, we don't know why. And it's just such a, for a lot of the reasons you just pointed out is, is your impression, crazy. right Millie? crazy. Yeah,
3: no, and I'm just, you know, just a little bit to speak off, not to derail, but just to validate, like, you know, you're a doctor, you work, you're, you're on your shit, you're beautiful. And like, I think so many people have this idea in their head that, oh, at least I'm not dark skin or fat or this and that. And like, right. I'm, uh, as long as I'm not these markers, I'm better than someone or I'm more edgy. And then to see someone online, happy, happy, living unapologetically, like succeeding, intelligent, it, it really upsets people. So I've just been a victim of that. My, you know, I'm not like victim, but you know, I've received that hate and it's just, I don't even have a medical degree. So I can't even imagine The shit, like like how upset you make people, but it's just so powerful. And I applaud you every day for doing that. That's great.
4: Oh, that's kind. But yeah, it's crazy because it really, it you can tell, it really bothers people sometimes. Like it really, anything I have to mm-hmm. say, they're like, what are your qualifications? Why are you saying that? And then when you're like, oh no, I'm not like a fake doctor. I actually have a real degree and I actually really take care of patients. I'm board certified. I am licensed to practice in the state of New York. I was in the military. I was actually a military doctor. And then they're like, oh my God. And then they're like, that can't be true because they see the vessel and they're like you are a black woman in a larger body how dare you i'm dark-skinned you know it's it's rough
1: i would it's very interesting to me to hear it would be so interesting to see uh the people who those people that are asking you for your qualifications who they're not asking for their qualifications <laughs> okay. like we were just talking about the joe rogan podcast and it's like <laughs> this man was the host of fear factor he taught people <laughs> to eat bugs right um, and he, I guess, in a way, continues to do so. but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings us right into to our next sort of topic. you've You've been part of a vocal group of doctors and scientists who have urged Spotify to do do something, do more about Joe Rogan, who has frequently welcomed guests with dangerous anti-science views and himself expressed anti-vaccination views. So on Sunday, the company CEO said in a public letter that moving forward, Spotify will add a content advisory to any podcast on the platform discussing COVID-19, which presumably we assume that means our podcast, your Mm -hmm. podcast, and Joe Rogan's podcast are going to have the same label that will go to a hub providing factual information. Dr. Erebunder, are you satisfied with a hub?
4: (laughs) I am not satisfied with a hub because when you think about it, so not to really go on this whole thing about technology and tech companies and the responsibilities for making sure that we have reliable information and don't spread misinformation. Feel free. But I'm going to. <laughs> <And> so my <laughs> but we're going to do it um, because like, so for example, places like Facebook and Instagram, right? for anything you post that's COVID-19 related, vaccine, et cetera, they do send you to a similar hub, right? But, however, there is an additional layer to that where if it is, in fact, deemed to be misinformation, they do remove it, hopefully in a timely fashion, but it is removed. So my issue with just putting a hub is that it's like, who's clicking on this hub? Who is doing that extra step, right? Because I know half of my posts where I'll just talk about the Rona, I'll be like, oh, you know, we're stuck inside because of Rona. (laughs) That's going, that gets that same hub tab as well, right? Mm -hmm. And that has nothing, and I'm not even talking about anything that has to do with vaccine information, COVID-19 infection, possible treatments, or anything like that. And so the hub is just, looking at keywords and then putting that, putting that information out there, but it doesn't dispel that. And it doesn't really encourage people to go there. I think, I think actually making sure that we are not spreading misinformation is what we should be doing. That is what Spotify should be doing. That's what we should all be doing because, you know, it's like flat earth stuff too. Like, should we be spreading that around? Like, you know, should we, I, I, I don't know. Where do you, where do you go from there?
1: Yeah I mean that's a great point I'm just thinking now that I like posted A joke post on Instagram About my dog getting vaccinated for rabies And it went to the COVID-19 hub Like Yeah (laughs) It's not It seems like they're just trying to find like an algorithmic solution to it without having to actually like dig in and solve the problem as far as Rogan himself what do you think about his promise to balance out more controversial guests uh in the future on his show
4: I'd love to see it it ain't happening but I would (laughs) love to see it because honestly Mm -hmm. too right it's like, who are you going to have on? Are you going to have Fauci on? Like, is Fauci even going to agree to go on your show after all (laughs) the stunts you perform? Because at a certain point, too, it's like, how much (laughs) are you actually, and that would be my dog, hey, (laughs) like, how much? I I wasn't sure who's (laughs) at (laughs) work. Right. So it's like, to me, it's like, how dedicated are you to balancing these opinions? And like, how are we balancing these opinions, right? Because, mm. like, at the end of the day, some of it is based in, like, legit facts and some of it is just not, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering how you're planning on balancing that. Are you going to have us both in the same room or on the same chat? Like, and then right. how how does that all go? And I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. I I, I don't know how many... Physicians, scientists, epidemiologists, you're going to get to sit in a room with people who have made it their point to try to discredit things that have been proven over and over again scientifically. And some Mm -hmm. of these people that he highlights are people who have issues that have been brought up to medical boards, to their Mm -hmm. own professional societies, who are... Not in good standing with those things because of things that they're doing now and that they've done in the past. So I don't know how many people will be willing to go on a show where you're sitting across from somebody who is a disgraced scientist or a disgraced (laughs) physician. You know, like, I don't I don't know if Mm -hmm. I would want to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be being presented as at the same level, like, this is a person who's equally credible right. to you. And it's like, no, I haven't been, like, removed <laughs> as a, like, I'm yeah. like, right. legally a doctor, so. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, it's all
3: about, um, he gets guests to, you know, revalidate his worldview and to, like, yes. support everything that he believes already. So it's like, yeah, they're technically right, they maybe graduated with a science degree, 40 years or 20 years ago, but they're not, you know, again, board certified like you and are still
2: yeah.
3: uh, in the work. So I wanted to ask, what does Spotify and Rogan not
4: get about how serious this is? So when you have the reach that you have with something like Joe Rogan's show, millions upon millions of people and... Just given how a lot of people live in their own echo chambers, this may be the only contact that people are having with anything that has to do with news or current events, right? And so if that is the only place that you're getting your information from and you have it show just one worldview and it is not based in fact or science, these people not only are, are Believing this themselves, but they're telling their friends and their families who may not have any access to Mm. valid or scientifically backed information. And so, this is we're in a pandemic. This is a global health crisis. I don't know how many times we have to tell people that this is a we're in a bad situation right now in terms of trying to get this virus under control. And then when people have the reach that people like Joe Rogan do, and it's not validating scientifically backed information, you are setting up millions of people to to put themselves in danger and harm. And then also too, even those of us who are doing the things that are scientifically backed, like wearing masks, getting vaccinated, and all of those things. And, you know using appropriate medications to treat COVID and isolating. People who, if I'm working, I'm an essential worker. I work in a hospital and I get exposed to COVID every day or potentially exposed to COVID every day. And if I have people who are like, screw the mask, screw this, screw that. Mm -hmm. I tried to do all of the things that I could do to keep myself safe, but the people who are listening to people like Rogan aren't. And it's putting me in danger because guess what? My, vac- my vaccine, she's trying, she's fighting. She's fighting hard. Right? Yeah. Every day, she, the <laughs> antibodies are fighting hard. But at some point, if you get exposed all the time to people, there's only so much your body can do and you may succumb to that. So really, it's, it, it's just harmful because there's, the reach is so wide. It's so wide.
0: I mean, I'm starting, I mean, sometimes the CEO has, it's the first time he spoke publicly, but we're still having, it's like 2,000 people are still dying a day, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think a lot about how we'll look back on this period. And like, I don't know, if I were CEO of a company and there were thousands of people dying a day and my company was paying this dude insane amounts of money (laughs) to have people come on and, and to say, oh, if you're like in your early 20s, you're probably good. You're probably good. It just seems like such a, like, do you think that in 20 years we will look back on some of these as, like, deep moral and ethical failures?
4: I believe we will. And that's something that I have said often throughout the pandemic. Like, we're going to be judging ourselves, our kids, our grandkids are going to be like, what kind of crap were y'all doing back yeah. then it's like how we hear about like bloodletting now and we're like what the <laughs> yeah. hell is that like you know what i mean or like some of the like yeah. crazy things that people did like like you know 50 years ago 100 years and we're like bro like this is human crazy. sacrifice exactly Which, like, right basically yeah. happening now well, like, like,
3: like eating horse paste does sound like it was from the 50s like it really it does, does.
4: <laughs> like i really think that yeah in 20 years 50 years whatever people are going to be like what was wrong with everybody like what happened yeah, it's like well, even yeah. though, you know when everybody's like the earth was flat right even though some people believe that no, now right. like <laughs> um but well, like way back then <laughs> yeah, right but like you know you're just like wow, like how, how did they like, how do they think that? Right. I think that's well, how people are going to be looking back at this.
3: Well, we just want to have it on record, uh, Betches Up episode on, on February 3rd, 2022, <laughs> that none of exactly. us believed any of this shit. And yes, when we have for the record. Kids, <laughs> for the record, let it be known. <laughs> Write this down, someone. We never believed in horse paste. Never, no. never, never, <laughs> never.
0: No. But that's, I mean, no. that's, when when they talk so much about like, okay, there seems to be a real emphasis here. They're like, we're he's like, I'm not going to stop having these guests. I'm going to balance them out. But it's like, you um, can't put the, what, the toothpaste back in the, the, the horse face back in the tube. Like, already- <laughs> that's
1: good, Amanda. You got like, That was great. Copyright that one. You oh, can't put the horse face back in the tube. As well. oh, I bet somebody's already said it, but hopefully not. Don't but like, Amanda, don't get into that.
3: You can't down listen, that road. Yeah, don't, whatever. You The man has
0: probably it. already said it, but it's like, well, it's, in addition to what medical professional, legitimate medical professional, is going to sit across these people spewing bullshit about ivermectin. And then also sometimes I think about is like, we all know the podcasts we listen to all the time and you know when there's just something a little different about them those are the ones that you might not listen to the full yeah. thing it's like right i don't i doubt that every that his listeners they're looking for confirmation bias they're looking for that yeah. sort of like devil's advocate type of thing we all know th- these types of people so they're like i genuinely would love to see the numbers of the Joe Rogan listeners who got through the Sanjay Gupta episode versus the ones that get through the ones that include right. disinformation
3: Exactly. The hubs too. Going back to that conversation, I'm boosted. I believe in science. I've I also post on Instagram and face what Facebook sometimes. I've accidentally clicked on the hub. I can't tell you one word that I've retained <laughs> from those hubs. And I'm yeah. like, am like the whatever ideal person. So I can't imagine someone who's consuming misinformation at such a high rate is retaining or that, even the, taking yeah. that seriously.
0: The hubs were also supposed to prevent uh, coup attempts, but they did not.
3: That did not <laughs> well <work.
4: laughs> well so I don't know
0: about the information on hubs.
4: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well.
0: While we have you. We also wanted to kind of address women's health care in general, because like I said, that's that's definitely your focus. Uh, there's more awareness in this country about some of these issues, in particular, just the shameful Black maternal health crisis. And what other ways do implicit bias and lack of diversity in health care endanger Black women when they go to the doctor just for a checkup or to get something checked out or experience a medical emergency? Well, I think a lot of this
4: stems from people not listening to Black women and that's where some of the bias really shows itself because people don't believe when black women say I'm in pain, they're like, no, but are you really like, do you really need that? Or are you sure that that's what's going on? There's a sense of like black women don't really know their bodies as well as other women potentially. And so there's like this kind of like, like infantilization, as I like to say, where it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, we, or, or paternalism, I should say where it's like, we know better than you. So like, this is what needs to be done. No, you're not really in that much pain. No, you're not really, you know, you don't really have something serious going on. I see that a lot. Additionally, um, just even how, like, I mean, there were studies that showed that white doctors and students, medical students thought that black skin is thicker, like there's a significant amount of people even till this day. Because the study came out just a few years ago that thought black people's skin are thicker and so they don't experience as much pain as other people. So these are the things that are still going on to this day and that shows itself in how black women are treated. But like even just um, the thought also that Black women or BIPOC women don't value their health as much as others because there's also a lot of stereotypes as as such like, oh, they only care about like their hair and their nails and this and that. They mm-hmm. won't necessarily work out or they may choose that over paying for their medications or whatnot. Those are the types of things that are still happening in 2022.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we talk a lot about how that comes up in, like, um, you know, social benefits. And it's it's so interesting that the same, like, gross biases are what are coming up, like, in the doctor's office, too.
3: Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I've totally experienced that, so we didn't have to go there. But is there something that has the most impact in improving medical outcomes for Black women?
4: So I think there's a few things that really do improve outcomes. So, I mean, there's obviously highlighting the fact that these things are going on and making sure that people are getting appropriate, you know, training, teaching, whatever. But I also think that having representation in the medical field by people of different backgrounds, both racial, ethnic, sexual orientation, all of those things, those help. Additionally, I think something that people lose focus of is actually the systemic and environmental issues, right? So when we're talking about access to healthy foods and being able to work out and being able to have access to education about these things, we have to talk about food deserts and redlining and all of those things that make us segregated and make places where people of color live different than where white people live. And so I definitely think addressing housing and food access and education are all really, really, really important as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, what came to mind when you were talking and saying um, the the bias against like, oh, the uh, people wanting to get their hair and nails done over buying medications to me, when I hear that, I just think, well, maybe we shouldn't have the price of medicine stand in between, like people doing things that make them feel beautiful and happy socially. That's very too. true. Like, that's right. There's so, a social yeah. problem that's underlying that that is way bigger than just, oh, this person chose something I consider frivolous over medication.
0: Right. That's yeah. so, oh, this person yeah. didn't yeah. save thousands for their insulin. Like, that's crazy. Well, also, yeah, too, they too, wanted I'm just, to look
1: nice. Like, yeah.
0: And also, I'm,
3: it's
1: like not true.
3: <laughs> well, also, too, it's like, look, you know, I mean, I'm dealing with that right now. We're not dealing with that, but like I have a certain amount of money. Am I going to go to like the hairdresser or am I going to go to a doctor who I tell them like medical issues and they're going to say, well, lose 10 pounds because you have this cough. And it's just like, what the hell? Sorry. My dog. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's no, I dog. <laughs> get it.
4: I totally, totally get it because that's One of the big things where it's like, so people are spending their money however they see fit, but like, does that mean that we don't need to make sure that they have proper medical care and why can't people find joy in their appearance or what they're wearing or whatever the case is. But, like, the big issues, too, is, like, why do people have to make that choice, right? Why why can't we have it all? Why can't everyone have it all?
0: And when, you're, when we're talking about have it all, we're actually talking about, like, basic needs and, like, <laughs> Right. And, a little, com- and like, a little bit of comfort. Human A little dignity. bit of comfort and get, joy. Listen, yeah. yeah. and getting
1: your nails done
0: is not, they
1: can't be yeah. that big a lip.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly human yeah. dignity
3: exactly.
4: american exactly. dream Having the
3: american all. dream is getting a full set of acrylic and also some uh prescription drugs
4: <laughs> absolutely
0: absolutely thank you so so much for your for your time after what sounds like a really busy week we're gonna manifest uh rihanna sightings for you oh, oh my, my god. god really that would literally that make sightings. my whole entire
4: life oh my god absolutely
3: She she has to stick around.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe she's gonna be in the city for her whole part of her. She's pretty far along. She can't be
3: traveling that much, so it's high chance, I think.
4: I'm just saying, Rihanna, if you wanna stop by, pull up to the Bronx. I got you covered girl.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I got you covered. You heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you take her insurance. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm
1: Elise Morales.
0: And I'm Millie Samaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches SUP Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com.
2: Batches.